Peace and blessings. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Bossy. I want to talk to you all today about happiness. I want to talk about happiness. I love happy people. I love being a happy person. I love the experience of waking up excited every day. I'm so grateful and happy to be alive, and I want to share some of the things that has made that emotional state possible for me. Um, I am in the middle of a sweet speech project, which is where I take a break for three months and beyond (laughs) from bickering, fussing, arguing, debating, gossiping, listening to gossip, um, and using my speech to discuss things that I either don't like, don't want, um, or am not enjoying, and prioritize speaking about the things that I enjoy, the things I'm grateful for, the things I love, the things that bring me peace, pleasure, delightfulness, bliss, a sense of magic and purpose, things that add to my happiness, things that add to my sense of hopefulness. And I've invited everybody to join me. Um, I made maybe three posts about it on my Instagram page. So if you want to follow along, simply follow along and really be intentional with the way that you're speaking. And I want to start off by talking about that because changing my speech has been the most direct route that I've personally experienced in addition to like, so affirmations, prayer, um, being very intentional with the way that I speak and also um, having good images in my mind So having great um, mental movies, mental pictures, strong visions, sometimes even working with vision boards has been very useful in helping me to change my my thinking, to change my beliefs, to change my, you know, my mental habits and practices, my patterns, um, and to upgrade my self-concept, the way that I think of myself. And those two things... My speech and my mental images, changing those things has been what has helped me to change my mind. And it has helped me to overcome a lot of the sadness and the like preoccupation, the obsessive thinking about past experiences that maybe caused some harm in the moment. Because the truth about those past situations and conditions is that while they may have created or caused some pain and harm in the present is that I walk away from every experience with wisdom, with lessons learned, with deeper understanding, with more access to divine, infinite intelligence. And I walk away from every experience improved because that is my intention, to not allow anything to reduce me to weaken me or to otherwise harm me, but to empower me, to fortify me, to strengthen me, to make me wiser, sharper, stronger, and better. 
So when I look at, at my past, I feel happy as fuck because I have overcome. I've triumphed. I've experienced victory. I've progressed. I've moved on. I've walked away from things that weren't serving me, things that weren't helping me or supporting me. And I have created beautiful and abundant prosperity for myself and my life. And what made that new manifested life possible is that I held and maintained the intention to have it, to experience it to see it. So instead of focusing on, you know, the ocean of traumatic experiences, I can hyper-focus on the, the flower or the twig floating on top of the water. That one good thing in an ocean or a sea of drama. I can focus on that one bright light, that one thing. A good night's rest, a nice, comfortable... um cuddling session with my love or a good ass TV show or movie I just watched fire um, in the fireplace a nice walk a beautiful tree I can really focus on that one thing and these things have opened the way in my own mind for me to let light in and to let joy in so the very first thing that I want to say is that a lot of folks will, you know, I read dozens of comments like this a week and I've, I've changed my, um, my comment setting so that I don't have to keep seeing this because I really do believe that consciousness is contagious. Consciousness is catchy. So if you are constantly reading, you know, comments, news stories, you're listening to people's, you know, their, whatever their narratives, and it is not focused on the good, the goodness, the good side of life, the beauty, the power, the enchantment, the peace, the magic. Then I believe that we are making ourselves susceptible to some things that we don't want. So I changed my comment settings because for years now I've noticed this public habit of discussing you know, traumas, triggers, anxieties, and depressions. And I think a lot of people find some type of a benefit in making these sorts of comments. I think that people find that they can connect to other people through this experience, and all of that's fine. I just don't want to read them. I don't want to make my consciousness and my mind susceptible um, or available to those experiences because they're not experiences I want to have. I'm very careful and serious about my consciousness and my mind because consciousness is life, because I use my mind to create and manifest my life. So I cannot allow myself to be exposed to any and everything that a person may you know, decide that they want to talk about. Now, I personally believe that one of the most powerful tools that we have for alleviating depression and anxiety, soothing it, healing it, curing it, and of maybe even transcending it is talking. I think that some things need to be expressed, to be communicated, to 
to be talked through. And I think that going to a place, creating a place or finding a place where you have that safe environment to express these things like in therapy is extremely beneficial and supportive of the healing process. I don't know how much posting and tweeting and commenting about it is helping anyone because that is not my personal experience path or choice. But I do know that going to therapy, speaking with someone who understands the mental and chemical sides of the experience of depression and anxiety is extremely beneficial and useful. In my personal opinion, because depression is mental and chemical, physical in your body, then instead of, you know, rehashing it and, you know, focusing on it, if I was experiencing this and it was something that talk therapy, like my first thing is always going to be to go to therapy and being in the sunshine, taking my vitamins, exercising, working out still was not helping the issue. I would move from a psychologist to a psychiatrist and start talking chemicals because if there is something chemical happening inside of my body and brain that is not allowing me to have a at least a pleasant even if it's not fucking blissful joyful off the walls happy experiencing experience of life if my brain the chemicals in my brain are not allowing me to at least have some peace well then I need to see if maybe there's something I can do as far as chemicals I've seen people thinking of one business owner I love in particular who experiences depression and she shared how taking one little tiny pill smaller than a tic-tac has helped her to find balance in her body and brain and to experience life with a normal set um um like brain emotional mindset and I think that if you could take a little pill, something that works for you, I, you know, I have clients who will call me and they tell me they're experiencing depression and I'll ask them about therapy, ask them about medication. And some people, this is not a medical opinion. I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. But if a person comes to me and is asking me my opinion, it's like there are people who do this for a living. There are people who do this work and there are people that you can work with to find the right chemicals to bring balance to your brain and your body, even if it's, you know, not forever. I think that working on the spiritual side, because this is a spiritual space, a spiritual podcast, working on the spiritual side of things, the mental side of things with therapy, and then the chemical side of things is your best bet. I would do everything in my power to find my way back to balance and back to normal. But I also know that if you are in a depressed state, your mind may not even think those thoughts. Like, let me get help. Let me figure this out. Let me get free of this. Let me heal it. It can feel like you, th there is no hope that you're completely helpless. No one 
in the history of humanity has ever experienced a darkness like this. No one could possibly understand. There is no solution. There is no help. But you have to understand, and that's why I'm saying the things to you that I'm saying, because if your mind will not produce these thoughts that there is help, there are solutions, you're not the first person in the history of humanity to experience this kind of darkness, that there are, there is a light, there is a way through, there is a way past, and I believe that it's, I don't believe in incurable, so obviously I believe that you can be healed of this. Um, I'm telling you because maybe your your brain is not, you know, your mind is not presently on your side it's not helping you with the thoughts that you need to remember that there are solutions there is help okay now I am not really talking about depression you know my thoughts about depression came from two of my Muslim friends so one of my Muslim friends Dr. Ava Muhammad um she's a teacher I was listening to and she said um Depression is the absence of gratitude. You know, my elders speak, I listen. From a spiritual perspective, to hear someone say depression is the absence of gratitude did not cause me to fight or argue. I'm not asking questions. I just took in what she was saying and I considered it for myself. If depression is, in fact, the absence of gratitude, well, let me focus on gratitude. And I immediately began a very powerful practice of gratitude, which has lasted to this very day. And I think that it has has added incredibly to my state of happiness, which is my normal state and which is my most consistent state. Happiness, excitement about life, gratitude, peace, is focusing on the things that make me feel happy to be alive, to have another day, you know? So... The last time that I said the words, I am depressed. Can't sorry, sleep here. Bye. The last time that I said those words, I was in the presence of a former friend uh, named Fatima. And she said, do not call that energy on yourself. She said, depression is a dark spirit. Do not call that spirit to yourself. Now, I'm not saying depression is a spirit, Okay. But this is what the friend said to me, and it influenced my thoughts and my thinking in that moment, and it really did help me. She said, if you're sad, say you're sad. But do not call yourself depressed because you don't want to call that dark energy, that dark spirit into your life. That was the last time I ever used that phrase. I've never been a person to claim any ownership over depression. I've never used phrases like my depression or my anxiety. I do not feel that level of intimacy or ownership over that particular experience. And when people say that, I kind of I cringe, honestly, because why would you want to claim and own that? It's such a terrible experience. Like, no, releasing it. It can be the experience of it. I'm having an experience of this is, you know, something I'm currently working through, whatever it is. Um, and I'm going to be adding a video from Abraham that I really like too underneath this podcast. Um, so make sure you check it out. It's a link to YouTube where you can listen to what they say about uh, that depression. But I want to talk about happiness. So the very first thing that I have done 
for myself to be in this happy state, to be emotionally well, is I practice gratitude and abundance thinking. I think about abundance all the time. You guys may have noticed a few months ago, I started this kind of abundance campaign on my page where I'm just like focusing on all the little things, all the big things, all the beautiful, delightful things that make me feel good, that make me feel happy, that make me feel inspired throughout the day, any little thing that I appreciate or value. And I have just been focusing on the gratitude that I feel about those things. And I've been focusing too on how these things actually are abundance, you know, right now it's like black soap and shea butter on my skin my skin feels so silky that's abundance my clear skin my my face is clear and beautiful and bright that's abundance the drink of water that I had this morning upon waking the water was so cool because my house was cool so the water was so cool that's abundance so I focus on this gratitude and abundance I focus on that exclusively the things that I enjoy, the things that I like. I'm not going to torture myself mentally thinking about things that I don't like or want. The next thing that I do um, is I raise my vibration. So the things that will automatically and naturally raise vibration, like your energy, the physical, your energy, uh, your the energy of your physical body um, are things like meditation, dancing, fasting, exercising, having orgasms, eating delicious foods. These are things that you'll notice. Like you start listening to some good music, you can't sit still. You start eating some good-ass food. You ever see somebody do the little shimmy when they eat some good-ass food? Like these are things that that raise your vibration. And it's a really good time, too, to think about your desires and the things that you're calling forth into your life. It's a great time to affirm, you know, so this, you know, eating some delicious food, sharing a meal with someone you love, that would be an ideal time to talk about your goals, your big dreams, your focus, your the things that you're grateful for, the things that you're so excited to draw into your life and experience. Um, obviously, orgasm, sexual magic, great time, whether partnered or solo, to think about your dreams and your desires and everything fulfilled and manifested and beautiful, um, beautifully unfolding for you in your life. Um, at the point of, you know, climax. When you're dancing, this is why um, the way that I was taught to prepare oils, we have to have good music. We have to have the incense going. We got to have the right kind of energy in here. I'll put on candles, make sure my altars are fresh. I'll have fresh flowers in the place, incense, oil diffuser going, maybe boy, um, burning some oil. I'll be dancing around, listening to my music. I get that vibration up. Perfect time to set your intentions to say your prayers. The next thing that I did that really added to my happiness is I learned what emotions are from the perspective of Abraham Hicks in their book, The Astonishing Power of Emotions. I learned that our emotions are a guidance system. It is information. When we are feeling happy, it is because we have accepted, adopted, um, or taken on the perspective of spirit. And when our perspective on any topic, any situation, um, whether it's, you know, our, about ourselves, something going on in our life or something happening in the world, when we feel these negative emotions, it is because our perspective on the situation is 
different. And the worse you feel, the more different it is. It is dissonant, different, at odds with the way that spirit sees it and feels about it. That book is incredible for upgrading your emotional um, state and changing your emotional life. So I highly recommend that book, The Astonishing Power of Emotions. The next thing that I learned is that feelings follow thoughts. So if you have a feeling, a thought came before that feeling. So if you're feeling poorly, then, or if I'm feeling poorly, what I will do is I will, like, become really aware and conscious. Like, what am I thinking about? Hold on. What am I focusing on? Am I focusing on, you know, the friendship that ended two years ago? (laughs) Am I focused on something someone said to me that, you know, offended me or hurt my feelings? Am I thinking about, you know, something? What am I thinking about and how am I thinking about it? Going back to the astonishing power of emotions. Is this the way spirit sees this situation? And then I change the thoughts and naturally the feelings will change. The way that I release thoughts, I just want to say this as a note, the way that I release thoughts is that I become super gentle with myself. I gently let it go like, okay, we're not, I don't want to think about this. And then here's how I release it. This is the second part. Gentle releasing. Mm, We're not going to do this. (laughs) Cancel, erase, delete, purify. And then I gently redirect. I replace. I think that the way to truly release something is to replace it with something else. So if I'm over here, let's say, worried about health, worried about health, the way that I will do this is I'll stop it. Like, okay, I'm thinking about my health in a way that is not empowering. We don't have to do this. We're not going to do this right now. We're not going to do this. Today, we're not going to do it tonight. We're not going to do this in the bed. I don't have negative thoughts in my bed. I don't want to attract nothing to me. So instead of that, let's just go ahead and pray. Let's pray for wellness. God always hears me. God is active, activating every cell in my body, vibrating pure, positive, loving, healing energy to me at all times. These thoughts, this prayer, these affirmations turns on the healing power of my body. My body is naturally set and biased towards well-being, health, more life, expansion, abundance. So I will replace those negative thinking, those negative feeling with, positive, empowered thinking, prayers, affirmations. The moment I notice that it's happening, just turn it around. Now, I like to get my happiness in very sober, clear-minded, natural (laughs) ways. So... I don't really add substances on top of a bad feeling, okay? I had friends in the past who they only seem to be happy when there are chemicals, like, you know, (laughs) party chemicals (laughs) involved instead of medicinal chemicals. Like, I'm all for herbs, and I will do that. I'll do a lot of teas, a lot of herbs, but I like to get my shit sober so I can make sure that this is something I can sustain when I don't have anything to put in my mouth, you know, 
when I don't have any, you know, party drugs, <laughs> anything that could cause more harm than good. Personally, I wouldn't put psychedelics on top of a negative, like a depression. I personally wouldn't do that. Um, but I have heard some people like microdosing or whatever and it helping them feel better. Personally, I think that if we can approach healing and happiness with more um, self-reliant methods and not plant-reliant methods, I know some people are going to say, well, what about, didn't you recommend <laughs> medication for depression? Yes, I did. I did because these are chemicals that are measured properly dosed and which have clear instructions on, on how to take them and won't make you hallucinate. <laughs> or if they do make you hallucinate, you can go back to the doctor and try something different. You know, we're not, would it be very careful with yourself if you're in a state of depression because you don't want to add delusion to depression. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. You can take it or leave it. Anyways, I wouldn't add drugs and psychedelics on top of depression. Instead, I would go into things like natural eating, hydrating, getting sun, vitamins, um, walking, moving that body, dancing, orgasms, good rest. I would try and lay a really beautiful, solid foundation of healthful living before I jump into anything else just to be extra careful with our brains. I know friends who had, have, had, you know, um, some mental things happening and they add psychedelics on top. And to this day, they still have things going on. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know if they help. Anyways, next. I changed my language. I said this earlier and my image is to activate transformed thinking and believing. I think that one of the most powerful things that we have, um, in our arsenal, on our side, when it comes to healing any condition in our brains and our bodies is use of language and images to change our ideas. Again, consciousness manifests. We use our minds to create our lives. And part of our lives are, is our emotional well-being. We are also creating that. When it comes to conversations about creation, some people really get feisty they don't believe it. I would never, I'm not creating this. I would never create that. The only reason that a person would ever say that they are not creating their reality is because they don't understand how they're doing it. Okay. So don't argue with me. Learn about laws of manifestation and creation and how it's happening. And then you will see that we are creating. We are creating our experiences. Um, if I am experiencing something other than gratitude and happiness, because I am focusing on my body, my circumstances, my work or whatever, in a way that is not beneficial, then I get super Pollyanna about those things. I turn it around. If I'm, I'm feeling down because my body is doing something that I don't like, then I get super grateful that I have a body and that healing is always possible for me. Circumstances acting up, looking real funky and funny. What's going on here? You know, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm an intelligent 
woman. I'm a wise woman. I'm powerful. There's a spell I can cast a prayer. I can say there's work I can do. There are people that I can call who can help me solve this problem. There are people who have had this problems, this problem before they've solved it. I can learn from them. So I get super like resolution focused. I get problem fixing, problem solving mode. I do not allow myself to waddle in poor feelings and it has added tremendously to my happiness that I know and I trust myself to be the type of person who will find a solution who will find a way to alleviate an issue if I'm facing an issue I will go into the solution I don't cower I don't hide I don't I'm not going to sit here and live with the problem I am going to figure it out there's a squirrel on the telephone line outside squirrels are one of my totem it's one of my animal totems I love squirrels it's probably weird to say everybody else has like fucking cool ass animal totems you know lionesses and lynxes and black cats and you know everybody else has these dope ass feline you know vultures and cheetahs like really badass mine's a squirrel but I love squirrels because they're so fucking prepared for winter time they're kind of ditzy though (laughs) they'll find all the little they'll find all these you know nuts and they'll bury them and hide them away did you know that most squirrels will forget where they buried their nuts like up to 95 percent of those they never discover them again. They forget. That's how prepared they are, though, that they could literally tuck away and then forget 95% of the treasure that they've stored up for themselves, the food, the preparation, and just subsist on 5%. <laughs> so a little ditzy, but super prepared. Love squirrels. Anyways, back to what we were saying. Um, I focus on things that resonate with me on a spiritual level, and or things that resonate with me in terms of my dreams, goals, desires. So I will focus on those people who are talking that good shit I like, who are talking about the kinds of lifestyles, choices, decisions, power, magic, access, you know, lifestyle, all that stuff, travel, beauty. I focus on the girls who get it, the girls who got it, the girls who are getting it, the girls who are passionate and love inspired. And I stay away from the people who are not talking that good shit I like. I don't listen. I don't tune in. I don't subscribe. I will jump out of a live. I will unfollow, mute, block. I am not, again, goes back to not exposing my consciousness to the wrong sorts of things. I recommend that. Going towards the things that resonate with what you know on a soul level, a spiritual level to be ideal, the highest truth about you, who you are, about your life, and the things that are aligned with your dreams and goals. The next thing that I do is I practice new thoughts. I practice new thoughts with prayers and affirmations, with this this sweet speech project that we're doing. I have affirmations laminated in my shower. I showed a picture of that on Instagram, I believe, yesterday. Yep, yesterday, and I highly recommend that. I try on thoughts for size. So when I'm manifesting something like money, like manifesting a, a, a increased amount of income, right? I start to practice like what will I, what are the sorts of things I'll be thinking about? 
What are the sorts of things that I'll be planning? What are the sorts of things that I'll be investing in? What are the sorts of conversations I'll be involved in? Who are the sorts of people I'll be around? What will I be thinking? Like, where will I be shopping? What sorts of decorations will I have in my home? Is I'll practice these sorts of things. And that is one of the things that makes my manifestations come really, really quickly. One thing that I can tell you for sure is as you start manifesting more of what you want, casting spells, seeing them coming to fruition, those positive, empowering spells that improve your life, that are focused on you, bringing more sweetness, fortune, luck, happiness, joy, peace, healing, um, you know, goddess vibration into your life, you start seeing those things coming to fruition. You see those things blossoming, sprouting, taking root in your life. You feel better. You feel better. When you're winning and you're succeeding and you're thriving and you're living where you want to live and you're driving what you want to drive and you're wearing what you want to wear and you're eating what you want to eat and you're feeling love and you're with your friends and you're happy and you're joyous, you don't have room for hating, jealousy, gossip, all that other shit. That's why the sweet speech project is so important because you are practicing being in this new mental space this new emotional space you're practicing the the speech of your upgraded lifestyle you don't have energy room time for none of that bullshit none of you know the drama the problem none of that because you're winning you're thriving you're excited for the next thing you're excited for where you are right now so I will practice new ideas, a new state. I will practice how that feels, how it feels. This is something that I did to manifest my business. I'm going to tell you this just in case you're growing your business. Um, is I imagined, and I did this for months, and it was until it became real. It only took me like three, maybe two or three months, not more than three for sure. It was a very, very short amount of time. I imagined what it would feel like on Sunday nights to feel completely peaceful. I started noticing when I was working my job that on Sunday nights, like right around between three and five, I started to feel like a little dread or something like, like a knot in my stomach, like just uncomfortable because I was thinking about the fact that I would have to get up at seven o'clock to be to work by eight the next day. And I was not happy about that. So what I started to imagine and practice was what it feels like to have a peaceful, happy, and relaxed Sunday evening. And what that has done in my life is now I never feel rushed. I get up when I want to. I always wake up naturally. I haven't heard an alarm in years. I feel excited waking up in the morning. I pace, I'm paying more attention to time now. I just bought myself a new watch. If you follow Big Bag Bossy, you know that. But paying more attention to, to time now just because, you know, I want to do more in the time that I have. Um, but I'm doing more of the things that I want to so it doesn't feel bad. It feels really good. So I'll practice new thoughts, new ideas, and I'll figure out what it feels like. And then I kind of push through those whatever other nasty emotions may be coming up I push through it what would I be doing if I was having a 
peaceful Sunday night. I would be watching my movies. I would be, you know, drinking some wine. I would be drinking some tea. I would be talking on the phone. I would be laughing. I would be going for a walk. I would be at the bookstore. I would be staying up late, right? So I started doing some of these things, whatever, you know, being reasonable. But I started doing some of these things, and it manifested first as a job as a driver in Las Vegas, where I was now able to set my own schedule. I was making almost twice as much as I had made when I was working um, my desk job at the the market center, you know, five million square feet of like wholesale items. (laughs) you know people from all over the world travel there to come and buy stuff to sell in their store and retail and I was working at this place and I was you know I had to make a hundred calls a day to invite business owners to come out and shop at these different markets that we did and I'm sending people coordinating travel and hotels and sending discounts and coupons and updating addresses and phone numbers and trying to get past gatekeepers. It was just a lot, you know, a hundred calls a day, a hundred calls a day. Can you imagine? That's anywhere from 700 plus. Sometimes I had to, you know, somebody, if somebody was struggling, I had made it through my hundred, maybe had a really good day, talked to a lot of business owners, updated a lot of stuff, got a lot of people calling me extra couple hours. I would be helping other people. Sometimes I make a thousand calls a week. Can you imagine? Anyways, and that just wasn't the way that I wanted to live. Like, I didn't want to be on the phone. I don't like being on the phone. So I imagine what would it be like if I didn't have to be on the phone, if I didn't have to wake up early, what would I be doing? And I manifested this job as a driver. I was making way more money, twice as much. And instead of working, you know, early mornings, I was working at the time of the day that I am most alive, alert, aware, happy, energized which is at night so I would start working around 5 p.m and I will work sometimes until sunrise so 6 a.m 7 a.m and I was driving um, dancers so in Las Vegas of course we have a lot of um, clubs and this was around the time that um what is his name Floyd Mayweather I think He, he had just opened a club in Las Vegas. So there was there were all these dancers flying in from all over the country, staying at the hotels and going to work in the clubs. And at night when they're getting off, um, especially, you know, late night, early morning when they're getting off, I would be driving the strip because the girls would um I talk about this all the time. It's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. But they would you know, cancel the guys, just cancel, cancel, cancel the guys until they found a girl driver. And so I was driving a lot of dancers. They would be telling me about how much money they made, what they do with the money. I met people who are in nursing school, real estate agents, um, teachers, people going for their doctorates. Um, One girl, I think she had a business of some kind, maybe like some kind of beauty business, maybe a salon or something. But these girls who were dancing, making this money and investing it back into their businesses, their education and their bodies themselves. And it was the most fucking inspiring thing that I had experienced. And it came out of, you know, 
going from talking to these business owners all day, trying to convince them to come shop our markets. I love talking to business owners, but it was difficult talking to them on the phone because they, they're at work. They have shit to do. So it's like, hurry up and tell me what you want to tell me. So I kind of switched that. Like, what would it be like to not have to be calling these business owners being rushed out the phone all day? And I still got to talk to business owners as a driver, but instead they were super relaxed. They always came out of the club smelling delicious, like smelling so fucking good. And with all this money and they would just be, you know, telling me about, you know, what happened in the club, their experiences, how they were feeling. And they would be talking to me about the money, about the programs that they, they were in, the businesses that they had, the things they're investing in properties. One girl had, it was, um, it was a real estate one going for a real estate agent and then there was one who was buying properties and these girls were coming to Vegas making a lot of money and they were flying in from everywhere New York Atlanta met a few girls from Texas some girls were local there was one girl who and this was my the first time this was back in 2017 I believe first time I had ever heard anybody talk about self-care 2017 2018 um, this was the first time I had ever heard anybody talk about self-care. And so what she would do, and I picked her up maybe two or three times, she would do every, I want to say Friday or Sunday, she would leave the club. She would go to, and she came out in like a gown. <laughs> like, so serious. She would come out in like a dress, like a fancy dress. And she would go and get her Starbucks and then she would go to some upscale place and go eat every night, every once a week, every week. And that was her ritual. That was her routine. It was how she, you know, took care of herself. And these girls, these beautiful, beautiful women who I think before I became a driver for them, I had a lot of, you know, wrong, honestly, preconceived notions about what it means to be a dancer and what these girls are like. First of all, developed a lot of fucking respect for their hustle, for their business and for their work. Not to mention it was, you know, a former dancer who taught me hoodoo. So and then it was the dancers who fucking made my business fucking thrive I made almost half a million dollars my first year in business because these dancers found me you know and they were like they were buying my shit the fuck up they were telling their friends I have videos from one girl she was in the club with the oils just amazing and that for me learning about how to practice new thoughts and immediately create a new experience for myself, learning about this practice of self-care. Of course, you know, after learning it from that one girl, I started seeing it everywhere online. That became a, a new part of my practice. Um, a lot of self-care, getting my nails done, my hair done, lashes, my eyebrows. This is not, I did not do any of those things uh, prior to meeting these women. And then, um, just making choices in favor of my own, my happiness, my joy. What's going to bring me more joy is freedom. 
you know, feeling peaceful every day of the week, not really having to be tied to a clock, not clocking in, um, being able to, even if I do work for a company, not having to work a set schedule. I work, I really thrive in a more free form schedule. Um, and being able to serve business women who are more like me, not like these, you know, these old cranksters <laughs> on the phone that I was calling to invite to the market, but like still love business owners and people who are about that fucking money, but like give it to me, you know, but they gotta be hood. They gotta be, you know, they gotta be black girls. They gotta be women of color. They gotta be more like me, you know? And that was so inspirational, so inspiring. I just, I wish, you know, I wish you guys could, could have been there, you know, I try to tell those stories, um, because these are the sorts of things that really inspired me and let me know I can do this. I, I can figure this out. And then of course my Aries King, he was the one who showed me like the logistics, the paperwork behind actually starting a business. Um, so that's all I want to say. Happiness is a possibility for you. These are some of the tips that I've used in my life. I hope they've been helpful to you. Um, Abraham Hicks, you're going to, if you click on that link and go listen to the video, you'll hear them say, you know, the certain words you got to stop saying and you got to remember what emotions even are and, you know, agree with spirit. And that will, you know, possibly help you with more of your happiness. But if you are struggling and suffering um, with the experience of depression or anxiety, I will link my favorite website to get talk therapy weekly or twice a week. Um, and I will also um, play some prevent prevention hotlines below as well. Um, just so you know, and you have, you know, access to the resources that are available for you. I wish you all the blessings, all the happiness, more happiness than you can imagine, all the prosperity, wealth, happiness, harmonious uh, relationships, good communication, bomb sex uh, that you can handle. <laughs> I'll be back soon. Peace and blessings.